Welcome to the Afterwork Drinks Club. I'm your host, Vanessa Sanyauke, and I am back with a special summer edition, Summer Nights. Every week, I'll be sharing insights and advice on things that I've learned during my career and running my business to help you along your journey too. Alongside this, I'll be giving my take on the latest news. So you know the drill. If you want to level up, go make your order at the bar, pull up a seat at the table and join in because as always, you belong here. So, you know the drill, what am I drinking? So, today I am drinking Lemsip. And the reason why I've got Lemsip and honey is because I have COVID. So I just want to put the disclaimer out there in case you can hear uh, through my voice. Unfortunately, for the second time in seven freaking god darn months, I have caught the Rona. So I'm drinking Lemsip and honey to try and beat my beat my symptoms. So I'm feeling a bit down today. I have to be real with you, my after work drinks club fam. But I did not want to let you down. I thought by fire, by force, I'm going to be recording this episode. You will get this episode on Monday. So that's how much I am committed to you all. I got the Rona from Portugal. So I went to Portugal. I flew out last Friday, which was the 1st of July. Came back Tuesday, the 5th of July. I was only there for a couple of days. I went for the Afro Nation Music Festival. So Afro Nation is a yearly festival, which is an event where people come from all over the world to see African musicians perform. So we had as headliners Burner Boy, Davido, uh, Wizkid. We had Megan Thee Stallion, Chris Brown, major African headliners and different stages. And it's an annual festival. It's my first time going. And I got I caught COVID from there. So really annoyed by that. Um, and there was a group of us that we that kind of um sort of met each other and hung out and I know who I got it from in that group this person was hugging up every single individual up in that festival you know when you're so annoyed like the one time I should have been stush (laughs) I should have been rude and maybe not friendly so that I could you know come home and hit the ground running there's nothing more frustrating than going for a holiday break having an amazing time like it was the best one of the best holidays I've ever had and then to come back and be sick as a dog like I'm fucking fuming and I apparently there is this strain called the BA5 strain and it's lethal. Apparently, even if you're wearing a mask, even if you're double vaxxed, quadruple vaxxed, some people are quadruple vaxxed and have a booster and you will still get it. So I want to say to my listeners out there, just be very uh, safe, be cautious, because I think globally, the Rona is on the rise. But having said that, Portugal was amazing, as I mentioned. They had two stages. Now, I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm Southern African, so Zimbabwean, but also have family that live in South Africa. And Aman Piano is a really big, I guess, music genre in Southern Africa and started in South Africa. And it's just amazing. So we the, at that 
festival, they had an Aman piano stage. That's what the music is called. And they literally had all of the top Aman piano DJs. I'm talking major leagues. I'm talking uh, Deben Gogo. I'm talking Casper de Small. I'm talking Uncle Waffles. I'm talking GJ Maforisa. The list goes on and on. Focalistic was there. It was a dream. I have to say, me and my cousin Garakai, my god sister, we went together. And we just stayed at the Aman piano stage for the three days. The main stage, the sound was rubbish. It was just really, like I have to say, I wouldn't recommend the Afro Nation Festival. I'm just going to put it out there. For me, I wasn't impressed. I feel like now it's time for Aman piano. We need to have our own festival. Southern African Avengers assemble because it is time. That Aman Piano stage was just rocking. And and some of the artists, like Wizkid, Davido, they were actually at the Aman Piano stage getting lit. So we need to have our own festival. It was disappointing, I think. I We got VIP tickets and it was not VIP. It was VIP. One was, was behind the main stage and it was super far from Aman Piano. And they only had two main stages. And there was about 40,000 people that came to Afro Nation and I just felt 40,000 people two main stages the VIP area was not VIP it was so missold they said that we would have luxury bathrooms no the first night it was portaloos of no water so we had to just use anti-back they said that they had like a spa for women to kind of you know get like makeup done the spa was a little kind of like hut where we got some gems around our eyes right the VIP bar wasn't really saying anything. There was long queues for the food in the VIP. They said that they had these like lounges and tables. It was literally benches, which were packed with people. Like the VIP was so disappointing. And I think they oversold the VIP. So it was just loads of people there. So I was just so disappointed with VIP. We, we didn't even bother going to VIP at the end. We just stayed like in the main festival. So I would say... I definitely would say Portugal was fun. So if you can go to like an Aman Piano Festival in the sun, I'd recommend it. But sorry, I just would not recommend Afro Nation. It just was not um, what I thought it would be. But the Aman Piano stage just made it like life. And so the only headliner we saw... So we ended up seeing uh, Chris Brown, but the speakers the sound systems were not working so if you were if you were at the back they had speakers that were delayed from his performance so you were watching him dance and then hearing him sing like a couple of seconds later it was just a complete shambles we left the best acts or the only act we really saw was burner boy killed it like killed it burner boy as a performer he brought the things like he was so so good so one of the best holidays ever. I think it was because my god sister was great. We had so much fun. We were just vibing, sunbathing by the pool, drinking cocktails, meeting amazing people. We met actually like this massive group of Zimbabweans who we kind of hung out with, who I got COVID from one of them. But anyway, our fellow Zimbabweans. And it was just nice to have like, you know, your country men, women, non-binaries just together. And it was amazing. I had the best time. Uh, so... You can hear me cough. Excuse me. Um, but yes, back now um, with the Rona. So I've got to obviously isolate until I test negative. And I'm just really kind of disappointed because I had a speaking gig at um, this event. It was online, but for this event that's linked to Parliament. And I'm actually quite disappointed because it kind of showed me their reaction. So given I emailed them last night because I only found out last night 
that I had COVID. So I thought I just had a cold. I thought maybe I'd, I'd caught a cold from the air conditioning on the plane. So I just thought, no, do you know what? I'll firm it up. It's a virtual keynote. It's for, it's for this parliament event, like I'll do it. But then like last night, I, my cough just got really bad and I just felt really sick. And I just emailed them just saying, look, I've got COVID. Um, so I'm really sorry, I can't uh, speak today. And I didn't hear from them. Didn't even hear a, sorry to hear you're not well, nothing, just no response. And that just taught me a couple of things. A lot of you people lack empathy, yeah? And it made me think I will never speak agree to speak for that organization again and it just made me realize sometimes you know what people actually don't care they actually do not freaking care if you're ill or care about you all they want is to to use you for their benefit so um really really disappointed with that organization and it just made me realize that you know what I have to put my health first because clearly people do not care so I just felt a bit down because I feel like I've let down a lot of my friends. So I want to shout out my friend Adise. Um, I was supposed to meet her today. We were supposed to go to the Ivy and have a really nice lunch. Well, late lunch slash like early dinner by the Tower Bridge branch. The weather, it's like hot. It's lovely. And we were going to catch up. And the reason why is because I missed her birthday celebration because I was ill, which was like, I think last month. And then I was supposed to meet her today to make it up to her. And guess what? I've got COVID. So I feel like I'm such a shit friend. say, please forgive me. This is my public apology to you. I am rubbish. When I get better, I will make it up to you. I was also supposed to meet my niece. So my friend Remy gave birth to a baby girl a couple of months ago. And she was having a sip and see tomorrow. I'm so excited to meet my, my niece. And I can't. So I'm just gutted. I was supposed to meet my friend Dean. So my friend Dean and I, we host a, a talk show girls talk and we're supposed to meet up tomorrow morning to catch up on some planning things and again I feel like I've let him down I just feel like I just had so many nice plans and um yeah corona's just um I scuppered them and I was also I'd organized a pick like a get-together um so I my church is called Worship Tabernacle and I'm part of our careers ministry which is called WTXL where we support our church members with their career ambitions we give um interview coaching cv um coaching that kind of thing and I, i'd been part with my other guess, colleague church family member uh Chini. we'd organized a lunch get together for our members we haven't actually all met each other properly some like face to face because we kind of started the careers ministry during the pandemic and i am just gutted i can't make it it's, it's um i'm recording this podcast on a Friday, it comes out Monday. I'm supposed to be going for, for the dinner on Sunday. And I don't think I'll, you know, make it in time. And even if I test negative, I kind of got <laughs> so funny because I, I was saying to one of my team members, I was, because we, we were supposed to meet in the office on Wednesday. And so I said, well, hopefully I should test negative, you know, with, you know, within five days. And she was like, please, child, I don't want to see you until the 10 days is clear. So sometimes people might not even want to see me until the 10 days now. I've got the lurgies. So, yeah, so just feel a bit down about sort of like some of the plans that um, I had that haven't um, come to fruition. But health wise, I've got sort of similar symptoms to what I had last time. So I'm very fatigued and disgusting, dutty cough tight chest and yeah and temperature and fever so you might hear a, a fan in the background I'm just going to try and make sure that it's not 
um, too loud so it doesn't disrupt the recording. Otherwise, I might pass out. So if you hear it in the background, <laughs> it's because I've got the rotor and my producer, Ryan, is going to like lose his shit um, if you can hear this fan. Uh, but what do you want me to do? I've got to keep recording this podcast. I'll keep turning it on and off. Um, but I felt like now I was going to literally <laughs> drop. So um, this weekend, I'll just be resting. I'll be doing a bit of work. So I've still been kind of working um, on and off because, you know, bills have to be paid, you know. So but I'll be resting this weekend. So let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the zhuzh and things. So what have I been watching? I have been watching, since I got back this week, I've been watching uh, two shows actually on Netflix. So the first one is um, Glamour Girls. Glamour Girls is a Nigerian movie. It stars um, Toki Makinwa, who's a very popular presenter and I guess a few like up and coming actresses. It was pretty good. It was about this woman who has this like prostitute escort agency that kind of takes these, I guess, vulnerable, I guess, poor Nigerian girls out of sort of really difficult situations and they become um, escorts for her company and they, you know, end up sleeping with like all these rich Nigerian ogas and generals. And um, it's, it's, it's a very kind of dark, but kind of, glamorous uh, movie and it basically just takes you into that underworld you know in terms of I guess a secret life of what really be going down in these streets and um it was pretty good pretty good I felt like I lost I didn't really kind of get some parts of it but it's kind of like a nice I guess slow burner it was two hours though I also watched the P Diddy documentary Can't Stop Won't Stop which was sick and it basically chronicled um his bad boy record label journey and their reunion show that they did a few years ago in America which they didn't even bring to the UK which was very rude and disrespectful okay but it just kind of tells a story about how we started it from the ground up how he put on so many artists like Mace and Total, Mary J Blige, Little Kim, Notorious B.I.G, Craig Mack like so many people and it was really, really, really good and inspiring. And it really showed you like who he is as a man and, you know, how difficult he is to work, to work, you know, with and, and for, but he is, you know, he is a genius. And so that was really good. And I also caught up on the Real Housewives of Lagos, the reunion. Uh, Real Housewives of Lagos is another franchise of the Real Housewives, like, I guess, series. It's based in Nigeria and yeah, it was a lot of drama. I, I used to really love the Real Housewives shows. Like I, I love the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Potomac and Beverly Hills and of course Joburg and Durban. But I think I'm kind of just getting over this drama. I feel like I'm in a place now in my life where even if I'm watching drama, it does nothing for me. It kind of sucks. You, you know, when you're watching things, I think we have to be mindful that we're also taking in that energy. And sometimes I just feel like with these Real Housewives shows, I'm just taking in all of that negative energy. So I'm trying to sort of focus on, you know, consuming content that's going to really make me feel good because energy can only be transferred. So I think I'm just outgrowing, you know, all of these in Real Housewives franchises. So that's what I've been watching. Okay. 
So before we get into the latest news, and I want to thank you for bearing with me whilst I whilst I struggle through this episode for you, my family. First off, I just want to thank you all for the support and warm reception. I have received some messages and and we're back on the um, Apple Careers charts now. My podcast, I can see it back in there, the, the careers section of the business charts. So I'm super excited. So thanks for the love and just the support and warm reception for summer night. So I'm so glad you're enjoying this. And just to remind you, please make sure that you leave a review on Apple because you know, we're an independent podcast. And so it really helps people find us. And it takes literally like two seconds. So shout out to Rebecca C, who said, so glad one of my fave podcasts is back, ready for all the inspirational gems. Clink, clink. Thank you, girl. Or girl, man, non-binary, I shouldn't assume. Um, And so just keep spreading the word and love out there. I wanted to now just touch on some of the latest news. Uh, For those of you who have been living under a rock or on Mars, for us UK-based peeps, whoop, whoop, Boris Johnson has finally resigned. Bye, girl. He will now be a caretaker prime minister whilst the Conservative Party um, have a leadership contest. And this will take place, I think, in September, when we will then have a new UK Prime Minister. So in the UK, the difference is we don't actually elect the Prime Minister. We elect a political party. And basically, that party is the party that has the most MPs in the House of Commons, right? And so they are, I guess, the majority government. And that the leader of that party then becomes prime minister. So what they're saying is the Conservative Party are saying, fuck off, um, and we're going to have a new leader and they're going to become prime minister. So that's how it's, um, you know, able to be done legally. I think politics aside, I don't like to talk politics. That's just how I've always been. But he should have stepped down after the whole party gate situation. So for those of you that don't know in the UK, Boris Johnson, whilst the world, whilst people were dying, whilst millions of people were dying all over the world, whilst people hadn't seen their family family members for months, he had a party, several parties at number 10 Downing Street to the point where it was a crime and he was fined, okay? Um, he is an absolute disgrace and he is a criminal. And what, for me, what he displays is white male privilege at its very, very best. Good riddance. And that's all I will say on that. Okay, in the news also is Macy Gray. So Macy Gray is an American singer. And she recently sat down with Piers Morgan. Maybe not a great idea. And she's been, um, she's caught some slack for saying this comment. She said, I will say this and everyone's going to hate me, well, duh. but as a woman, just because you go and change your parts doesn't make you a woman. I know that for a fact. Now, the members of, not just members, but allies of the LGBTQ plus community, the transgender community, has really been an uproar for what some of her comments and what she said. And Piers Morgan really was sort of t- you know, taking the bait and really loved it because she was then kind of, really co-signing his you know his thoughts about gender identity and and transgender individuals and so I thought I should maybe comment on this on the latest news based with based with my 
diversity and inclusion hat and to say, you know, what do I think about this? And I think for me, I have to be upfront. LGBTQ plus issues um, are not my strongest area. So as DNI professionals, we have different, I guess, areas of expertise. Mine, I would say, is race and gender and disability. Because I've done a lot of um, strategic work around those areas. Having said that, though, I've had to do a lot of work on obviously LGBTQ plus, um, you know, policies. Um, and what I will say is, and what I've seen just around diversity and inclusion is, we need to understand the power of language and how language and what we say can hurt those from marginalised communities. So whilst I was at an international bank, I wrote a toolkit. It was a very actually popular toolkit. It was called How to Have Conversations About Race. If you Google that, you should be able to find it. Um, toolkit. And it was really around saying to white people, for example, come on in, let's educate you on language. Because if, if we want to move forward in terms of race relations, so I wrote this toolkit literally weeks after the murder of George Floyd. And it was because you'd had black people talking about race and white people talking about race and the white community had no freaking idea how that how powerful language is, what they can and can't say and how they should be having conversations about race. So I'm going to just throw this out there because I don't have the time right now. Someone needs to write a talk on how to have conversations about the LGBTQ plus community if it's not there already. Because I think what's really apparent is people don't understand how language and what you say can cause upset to communities and how it's important that if you're not educated or you don't understand, you need to know how to have conversations about these issues. Because what Macy Gray demonstrated was a lack of understanding in terms of sex, gender and gender identity. And so it's really important. This is why Pride Month is important so that people understand the differences and the nuances. This is a very nuanced, ever-changing area. And I just feel that if you're not from a marginalised community, you kind of have to take a seat, a several seats about their experiences, right? And understand and just understand how powerful and how hurtful language is. So I'm going to leave it there. Something interesting also happened. I guess it was on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you are a trader. And no, I'm just kidding. But if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm like, seriously, what's wrong with you? But anyway, I, um, oh, you can hear the kind of um, sound. But I was on Instagram and I came across this video uh, from, it was an interview with this YouTuber called Jake Paul. I don't really sort of, I've never watched his YouTube content, but I've heard of him. He's a very popular, famous YouTuber. And now he's gone into the world of boxing. And he was supposed to fight, like, Tommy Fury, who was a, um, who is, like, a proper boxer. And so, basically, I think Jake Paul now has kind of been, I guess I would say he's had a credible, I guess, career now as a boxer. And there was a clip where he was talking about how he's made £40 million just from boxing and I was really like a bit pissed off and I just said in the comments I said sad times we live in where hard graft talent and, de and dedication are not getting people anywhere and so then obviously people start now attacking me in the comments and I got basically bollocked not by everybody because I got 34 likes on that comment but 
some people were like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, you know, it's about being smart. It's not about who has the best talent. And for me, I just feel that what upsets me is boxing. It is a sport. It is an art. And there are people that have been grafting since maybe they were kids. You know, some of these boxers, the Anthony Joshua's, the Floyd Mayweather. Have you actually seen Floyd Mayweather train? If I could tell you one of my greatest inspirations about how I'm able to go so hard is Floyd Mayweather. This man, when he trains for a fight, if you go and Google and watch Google like um, and on YouTube, he's training. He does behind the scenes training. The man runs to the pace of a car that follows him for miles every freaking day. The man is a beast, right? This is what boxers have been doing as part of their craft to be the best. And you know me, this is my podcast number one. So I am here to give my opinion and keep it real. Yeah, I'm just like this boy, this boy thinks that he can just come into a profession where it's a lot of hard graft and determination and hard work. It just doesn't sit well with me. And I think great for you, you've made 40 million, but I feel like, okay, what does this mean? And on in the comments, people were saying, well, some people were saying, look, I don't really like clout culture. It's just really annoying. And I just feel that I worry about the younger generation and what does success mean for them? What does it look like for them? You know, I'm not saying you have to work hard like a dog. Um, Floyd Mayweather and the Anthony Joshua's, they're the greats because they do work hard, but it's not for everyone, fair enough. But I just feel like it's a bit of a slap in the face for boxers who maybe aren't even going to make even one fortieth of what he's getting, who've been training every day for this nonsense. And I just feel that I'm old school. I think it's like, I do feel like with certain professions, especially like sports, I just feel like I just admire people like the Serena Williams and how these, these people have been grafting since they were six years old. Can you imagine me now p- uh, picking up a racket and saying, move over, Serena. Let's come play tennis. Let's play a game or two. I mean, I just feel like it just feels like a bit like it's a bit of nonsense. So that's what, that was my opinion. You might not agree with it. If you don't agree with it, I'd love to hear your feedback. DM me on Instagram at Vanessa Sanyalke. Let me know what you think. But yeah, I got, I mean, there were some people in the comments where, I mean, what's so funny is, you know, when people, when I make a comment, I comment and I leave because I'm not here to debate. I'm just here to leave my comment and engage with this, you know, fantastic channel. So it was on Made You Think. Shout out to the guy um, who owns Made You Think. It's a really big um, Instagram page. And he actually showed me love. He might not even like remember this. You don't, you don't, I bet he don't even know who I am. But he was the one that made like our biggest video, which has had like 700,000 views on YouTube blow. He posted a video um, that we put on our Girls Talk channel like five years ago. So I absolutely love him. So you know when you put a comment, right? And then people are like cussing you in your uh, on your thread to your comment and then they're fighting each other so the people who are now were cussing me are now fighting each other on the comments so it's so f- true like somebody was like that's not true to me to get that audience in the first place he needed he needed graft talent and dedication this is actually a result of the dedication paying off and then somebody else now was cussing this person saying you are missing the point he didn't do hard graft and grow his audience in boxing did he 
And then someone says to me, what are you smoking? Yeah, a lot of you actually need to read more because supply and demand is a simple concept, but very few really understand it. And then the, these two now are fighting. And then um, he's this person saying, again, stop trying to sound smart. I said it has nothing to do with what he said, you nerd. I'm clearly denying it by laughing at you, you dumb nerd. I'm like, this is why I can't with you children, okay? <laughs> and and bearing in mind, I've not even responded to this nonsense. So Instagram is just a, a ball of laughs. Right, so what I want to do is move on to the Climb Summer Challenge. So... I've mentioned this before, but I run every year a virtual, so this is for any woman anywhere in the world, a virtual six-month program called the Climb Membership. And it's a program that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in your career. It's helping you give the tools to develop the skills and the confidence to level up in your careers and, and progress into senior leadership positions or get a promotion or pay rise. And we open our doors this September. So it's it's once a year. It's from September until March every year. And as we are gearing up for the launch of the climbs, if you're interested, go on the, uh, my website, girlstalklondon.com, and you can read about the program and join our waiting list. So we'll let you know when doors open. But in the lead up to the climb, we are doing a weekly climb summer challenge where every week on our Instagrams, our Instagram page is at Girls Talk London, and it's across all of our socials, but mainly our Instagram page. We are giving our community a challenge to do that's going to help improve their careers and lives. I'm going to give you the exclusive. This challenge comes out today when the podcast dropped on Monday. This week's challenge, and I want you, the listeners, the AWDC fam, to take part in the challenge and the challenge for this week is for you to do a CV audit. Now people sometimes underestimate how important your CV is so if you are thinking about look I need to level up, I want to move jobs, I want to get a pay rise or a promotion, you really need to make sure that your CV is on point and I feel like even even if you are happy in your job just make sure your CV is on point and ready because you don't know when an opportunity may come you know, on your door and, you know, you're not, you're not ready for it. So to do a CV audit, what we are asking our community to do and what I would love for you to join in is to first of all, have a look at your CV and just check number one, is it up to date? So have you got your recent, your current job role on this? And if not, put your current job role and put your roles and responsibilities on this. And it's really important when you're thinking about your CV, make sure that you detail what your roles and responsibilities are. But think about really selling like your success. So getting stats and data and that, that can really showcase your impact. So for example, for me, I wrote I mentioned earlier in this episode I wrote I wrote several toolkits for um this international bank and so I would say you know something like you know designing and authoring um global toolkits that have been viewed by over 10,000 people because when you start putting in stats on your 
CV, people actually understand this person's, you know, playing with the big boys, girls, non-binaries. Do you know what I mean? So it's around making sure that you have data and stats to really wow. So some people, for example, um, may have a budget. So in the previous job, I think I had a budget of like about a million or something. So I'd put that on my CV, like, you know, I'm responsible for, you know, managing and administering um, the CSR budget of a million pounds every year. That's amazing because then companies actually can see, you know, this person is serious. So definitely put um, some data and stats on there. So also what you should do is just make sure that when you're sort of reviewing your CV, just make sure that you remove any like useless uh, bits of information. Your CV should be no more than two pages. And the reason why I say this is because recruiters get at some points, you know, maybe even hundreds of applications for certain roles. And they will look at your CV and take like seconds to decide if they want to shortlist your CV. And I've been, I work closely with recruiters. That's what I do on a day-to-day with Girls Talk London. And let me tell you, even me, I'm not reading the CV, that's a book. Okay? Three, four pages, you lost me. Child, you've lost me. So two pages max. So remove things like your age, your address. This is nonsense. Don't, we don't need to know. All we need to know is an email and a phone number. That's it. So keep, you know, only really concise information. Bullet points, you know, a few bullet points per experience um, will suffice. And if you've got like maybe like a 20-year career, maybe just put like the last five years and then put like a section or a little kind of couple of lines that says, you know, 15 years working for Barclays, HSBC and Nomura, you know, and that's it. Because the, the most recent ones that an employer really would, you know, want to know would be maybe sort of in the last five years. And think about also keeping your font size to 11 or 12, keeping it an aerial font and black. Oh my gosh. I've seen some people with color in their CVs. This is not Adobe Design School. Keep it simple. Like it just does not look professional. Keep it very simple. Don't have any crazy fonts, any designs. We don't need to see your picture. Like just keep it very straightforward and make sure you put your recent experience first and talk the language of your sector. So understand what the buzzwords are and think about words that show that you're a leader and that you have strategic language in your vocabulary, right? So Shout me, let me know how you get on with your uh, CV audit. You can either hit me up on at Girls Talk London or at Vanessa Sanyake. I'd love to know how you all get on and yeah, and join, join us for the climb challenge during the summer. This is the section where I answer your career and business dilemmas. So if you have a career or business dilemma, if you're struggling with something, I am here to help you. So you can DM me on at Vanessa Sanyauke or on at After Work Drinks Club on Instagram. Let me know what your dilemma is and I may answer it during the show. So I got this uh, DM um, and I won't say the person's name because I want to keep it anonymous and I will always do that for everyone to protect you. So the message says... <clears throat> says Vanessa please help me I'm here I'm here child I have been at my job for only six months and it is the job from hell I left a major tech company to go and work for an investment bank 
and it's chaos. No structure, lack of resources and toxic culture. Hmm, sounds familiar. I am not sure if I should leave or stick it out. I absolutely hate it here and it's affecting my well-being. First of all, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I really hate to see messages like this. Honestly, it just breaks my heart. And thank you for sharing that with me. And I've been there. That's what I was saying. Sounds familiar. I've been there. You think you you landed your dream job and then it turns out to be the job from hell. And then you're thinking, shit, do I have to stay here for a year now? So at least I don't have that, like, a, you know, a short stint on my CV. You just go through so many emotions. And listen, in the words of our queen of B, the king of the world, Beyonce, you won't break my soul, okay? The great resignation is upon us. Child, leave. That's all I'm going to say, leave. I have been there. I got this job and I'm telling you, I thought this job was my dream job. To the point of when I did my vision board in December of one year, And I put the name of the investment bank on there. And I was like, if I could work in diversity inclusion for this bank, oh my God, it would be my dream. And you know, the universe does give you what you ask for. (laughs) And I ended up getting a job in in diversity and inclusion at this bank. And I thought it was my dream job. And it was hell, absolute hell. And I should have left after two weeks. Everyone I told, told me you should leave leave soon and I had these things in my mind oh my god I've only been here what for two weeks how's this gonna look on my CV what will recruiters say all of this nonsense in my head and I stayed there for almost 18 months a huge mistake I would say to you you stuck it out for six months your well-being and mental health is so important you you said that you left a major tech company so you've got credibility you had previously have had a job in a major company you've got credibility so you don't need to stay anywhere that is full of chaos what you can do is if you're worried about what will a future employer say if they if you know they can see on your cv that you've only been at your current employer for six months be transparent open and just say you know what i had the best of intentions um for this role but when i um undertook the role Um, it just became apparent that it was not a great cultural fit for me and I really want to have a job where I'm able to see myself somewhere long term and that shows that you um, one have leadership potential you're strategic and decisive and you you are able to make difficult decisions so for me that's qualities that I would want in someone and to be honest from an employer's point of view you don't want somebody who's in your organization for longer than they need to be who hates it and employers need to know I wouldn't worry about you thinking oh my god but when I send my CV will they dash my CV because I've only had six months experience at this one company Employers need to know that that they can't take the piss, basically. They cannot hold people hostage anymore. It's a candidate market. So you will not have any issues. And I, I, you know, from my um, point of view, some recruiters may try and make you feel like, oh, you know, you've only got, you've you've only done six months at this place. But you need to think about, look, I've had a seasoned career. Yes, it didn't work out at this organization, but start reminding people of who you are. I used to work for this major tech company, baby, okay? 
and I've got this credentials and this experience. I need to focus on that. So just remember you are an asset. Get out. Six months is too long. Okay. So I wish you the best of luck. And I'm just so sorry that you've had to go through this difficult experience. That's it from me. That's it. I I got through my Rona episode. Stay safe, people. Stay away from COVID and the BA5 variant. Okay, stay woke. And I'll catch you back. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and for joining me for After Work Drinks. If you learned anything from this episode, please do share with someone you think would benefit. Don't forget to leave me a comment with what you learned along with a five-star review. It really helps other people like yourself find the show. Follow us on Instagram on at After Work Drinks Club. A special thank you goes to Pure Creation Media for producing this episode. Da, 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 da.